Episode 23 of the Vibe Cultivated Podcast. I'm your host, VC, Less Black and Holly Favorite. Today's episode, we are speaking on a topic that uh I've been discussing, you know, amongst amongst my you know my friend groups, uh, friends, family. The 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 topic today is the art of starting over. Now, when I say the art of starting over, I mean I mean the art of picking up, moving, and starting your life over again. Starting over relationships, um, losing friends, gaining friends, moving, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the military, so moving units, moving duty stations, and uh, the art of it, you know, because there is an art to it. Uh, and when I say the art, I mean it's an art to it as in you can do it gracefully, you can do it uh, with a lot of uh, turmoil. Uh, there can be a, uh, a lack of communication with the starting over. There can be great communication. There's an art to it. There's an art to it. There's a formula uh, that is uh, for every individual person. But today I'm going to speak on my experiences of starting over and just give you a peek. Because um, I know a lot of people, you know, they may see, you know, people in the military. They just, you know, moving around. They get to go to this place, this place, you know. But, uh... It's not. It's not all. It's not all rainbows and you know lucky charms. It's um. Sometimes it's a lot of dark nights. You know, it's a lot of uh, a lot of dark days, a lot of lonely days, a lot of uh, unsure days, a lot of uh, you know, just trying to figure it out. You know, in that process of uh, of uh, starting over. And I'm a. And I'm gonna date my experiences back to, you know, childhood, moving schools, uh, moving cities, having to start over. You know learning how to make friends if i ever learn how to make friends you know with the whole uh moving around thing but uh let's get into it let's get into it so uh you know i'm uh, briefly you know as a kid i'm gonna briefly explain to you as a kid um i moved around schools a lot you know a couple different cities i went to uh i think three different elementary schools i went to uh, college park elementary i went to uh fairfield elementary and i went to a uh, willard model school uh elementary and then middle school i went to uh faith academy school of excellence and then i went to uh ruffner and then for high school i stayed at the same high school the whole time right and then i moved to uh odu uh odu uh, university and then joined the military i went to uh basic training at fort fort jackson and then i went to uh fort lee for ait school and then I moved to Washington State, where I was there for three years. Uh, in between those three years, I was in Korea for nine months, and now I am in Hawaii. So uh, a little bit of moving around, you know, not, it's not, it's not, I know people that's moved around more. I know people that's moved around less, but uh, we're gonna talk about my experiences, right? So I think, um, and going back to the topic, you know, the art of starting over, right? So as a kid, you know, you, you, you don't think about it as any type of art or like that. You just you just pick it up and move it because that's what your parents is, you know, telling you this is this, this, this what's happening. You know, you, you picking up and you moving. Uh, 
as a kid, you know, I, I didn't really, uh, you know, realize it, but I think it affected me with my social skills because, uh, you know, you know, picking up and moving and also being the only child, you know, picking up and moving, you know, it's, it was hard to establish a, uh, a steady, a steady friend group to build and grow with over time, you know, um, so I think I think that kind of uh, stunted my you know my social growth. Like I remember when I was on you know AAU teams, you know I used to always feel like the outcast. I used to always feel like I'm different. You know, uh, I don't connect with these kids on you know everything. You know I had, you know I I I had friends though. You know I had friends for sure, but um, I just felt like it was a it was something missing. You know with the connection level. I don't know. I still feel like that to this day. You know, with certain, you know, certain places that I go and, and, uh, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but I just feel like there's a disconnect somewhere, but, um, okay, moving around and I'm going to skip to, I'm going to skip to the meat and potatoes of it. I'm going to skip to, as an adult, you know, uh, join the military and moving around. And, uh, this is not to get any sympathy you know, because we know everybody who joins the military, they know what they're signing up for, or at least they think they know what they're signing up for. You know, you're signing up to, you know, you're going to be moving around. You're going to be, you know, doing whatever is needs to be done, you know, for the country, whatever, you know. But uh, there's a couple nuances and a couple intricate things that, you know, I think that we don't necessarily know going into it, right? So, for example, basic training at AIT, Basic training was 10 weeks, right? And you're living, you're doing uh, missions, you are training, you are exercising, sleeping with the same group of people for 10 weeks, right? And you grow with like unbreakable bonds, right? And then at the end of 10 weeks, you guys go your separate ways. You may, you may end up seeing a few of them at AIT school, which is great, okay, that's a blessing. But then uh, at the AIT school is really where it hits, you know, because AIT was eight weeks for me. So I'm potentially spending 18 weeks straight with the same people, building bonds, working together, learning different things, going through different like life experiences, you know, conquering fears, doing things that we aren't normally doing. You know, we're doing obstacle courses. We are waking up five in the morning to go and walk eight nine miles you know with this big ass bag on our back we are uh getting waking up you know woken up in the middle of the night to do fucking push-ups <laughs> you know we doing these things together and we're embracing the suck you know that's an army term embracing the suck that means you know whatever comes your way that may suck you just gotta embrace it because what you gonna do about it you just gotta embrace the shit so uh all right going back to uh you know ait school leaving ait now you're really going your separate ways right and um, you, you get to your first duty station. And for a lot of people, that's their first time, like, really leaving their comfort zones and, like, really leaving the nest. You know, you got young kids, 18, 19. I was 19 when I joined. But I, I was in college for a year and a half, so I kind of lived a little, you know. But some people, you know, fresh out of high school, you know, and they build these bonds, AIT basic, 18 weeks together. And now they are shipped halfway across the world some go to korea another country some go to hawaii which feels like another country 
Um, and now they are just placed in this unit, this company, this squadron, and they kind of just got to figure it out. Some don't have cars. Some don't have credit. Some have no family. And now you are not only, you know, have to adapt living, you have to adapt with the new work environment, new people, the new command system, the new, uh, the new way of living, you know, and it's an adjustment period. It's an adjustment period for outgoing people, people who are, uh, just more social butterflies, you know, this can be, you know, this is, this is, this could be a very easy transition for them because they are used to making new friends on the fly. Uh, they're very uh, extroverted. They are, they are just out there, you know, and they, and they, and they, and, and they thrive in that kind of environment. But people like, you know, myself or other people who are introverts just by nature and uh, maybe I'm not gonna say antisocial, but they're a little distant, you know, they're a little, you know, not shy. I'm not gonna say shy, but I'm gonna say they are slow to just, meet new people put themselves out there right that's an adjustment period you get thrown into these barracks with a roommate which is great because that is usually sometimes how you meet your very first friend that's how i met my very first friend keys i got thrown into you know this this room which wasn't even my first room and uh luckily me and him you know you know hit it off playing basketball both of us had no cars so we were just hooping every day chopping it up talking and um, and that is how you know I met my first friend, which spawned it more new friends from him, you know. Um, but uh, for people who are not mentally tough or used to being alone, that can be tough. Man. That can be tough because you are placed one, one, one. Okay, one. You are leaving AITM basic 18 weeks of a strict environment, a, a very strict environment that is uh, very controlled. You know, you can't you can't do this, can't do that. Bedtime, you know, uh, bed checks, bed checks, meaning at, at, at 530 p.m. every night, somebody's going to check to make sure you're in your room to now you are dropped off in another state, another country. And now you have total freedom but you don't know anybody you have total freedom but you don't know anybody and you have no car but you have access to maybe alcohol but you have access to you know washington state you know weed is legal so now you have to really like you know everybody had a life before the army so you're dropping these people off into places with a lot of temptation you know they're by themselves no family no structure you know, I say structure, I mean a support system. And now they are forced to adapt. Now they are forced to adapt, which is, you know, unfortunately why a lot of uh, young soldiers don't always make it the whole four years. Because for one reason or another, they just don't make it. They, they fall victim to temptation. You know, they're mentally not strong enough to... to adapt to the lifestyle of the army you know some people get dropped off at their first duty station don't know anybody and they get shipped off to another you know to a deployment to the field you know and they and they have to 
adapt, man. I keep saying adapt because a lot of people are like, let's, let's, let's um, I stutter. Let's be honest. A lot, a lot of people don't leave their neighborhood. A lot of people don't leave their state. A lot of people, you know, their core friend groups are the ones they grew up with from elementary school. Like that's 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 who their friends are. The people who known them since they were in grade school. That's not the case with the military. You know, some of your closest friends, y'all may have known each other for six months, three months, you know, and then. You create these bonds with these people that you go to war with. I'm, I'm saying war with as far as like you physically sometimes literally go to war with, or sometimes y'all are just in the trenches. Y'all are in the in the in the military shit together. And now you go to a point, you come to a crossword, a crossroads where you guys part ways. And it's an it's 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 inevitable. I'm mad my battery's dying right now on my on my on my H4N, but we're gonna get through this. Um, it's inevitable. It's inevitable that you guys are parting ways. You guys are you guys are in, you guys are being you guys are being uh, introduced as friends, knowing that that it's it's not an expiration date on the friendship. It's just an expiration date on. The kind of friendship you guys have is not going to be the everyday hanging out, the everyday being able to touch them, feel them, give them hugs. But uh, now it's going to be a, a more checking in, a more, you know, making an effort to communicate with them, you know, coordinating uh, uh, flights and coordinating, you know, times to meet up when you guys are uh, off, uh, off time, like leave and stuff like that. But uh, the friendship does not have to be over it. You know, that's something that I had to learn because, uh, you know, I I still have a hard time and continue to have a hard time, but I'm trying to get better, you know, and staying in contact with people, you know, once I leave, you know, from them, you know, from the state they're living in. You know, that's something I, I had to learn. It's something I had to value as time goes. You know, FaceTime is a good tool. Uh, checking in, even as a five, ten minute conversation is good. You know, just, uh, just not having any type of communication with them at all is, 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 is bad not only for the relationship but it's bad for your you know your mental health you know you start to lose people you know after a while you know you don't if you don't reach out or if they're the only ones reaching to you then they start to feel like oh they really don't mess with me like that or you know they forgot about me and when in reality when in reality um for me you know when I'm missing somebody and I FaceTime them or something like that to, you know, talk to them. That only makes me miss them more. But uh, that's just a price I'm just going to have to just deal with because, uh, I, you know, I learned that it's better to reach out for five, ten minutes than to not reach out at all. And I'm going to give you all a quick, I'm going to give you a quick example of uh, a quick story, quick example slash story of, uh, you know, the art of starting over. The the friends leaving each other and you not really understanding how that feels until it happens. So I'm uh, I'm 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 in Washington. I'm driving one of my really close friends, Deuce. You know, uh, <laughs> a poem a poem is nightmare, a ritual and dream. I think I said that right. Uh, Deuce Deuce. I would drive her to the airport and um, you know I realize okay I'm you know, she's about to be gone. 
I'm not going to see her for a long time, right? But it wasn't until, you know, she got the car, got her bags, and I drove away that I realized, like, I'm really not going to see her for years, you know? It went from us hanging out whenever we wanted to, drinking, you know what I'm saying, whatever, kicking it, whatever, to, I don't know, when's next time I'm really going to see her, you know, give, you know, give her a hug, you know, dap it up. You know, you know, dish of that, you know, dish of that dime in the corner for that corner three. You know what I'm saying? You, you just, you never know next time. And when that really sat in, you know, I cried. Man. I cried for like half the ride back home. And and then, you know, dealing with that reality, you have to kind of grow. You, 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 you got to grow uh, thick skin and you got to grow that mentality of like, you know, people are going to come, people are going to go. The ones that were real are gonna stick, even if they aren't around physically. They're gonna stick. They're gonna stick. You know, you guys are gonna stay in contact. Life will go on, and um, and you guys will see each other again at some point. You just gotta be patient, and you just gotta, you know, you know just try to stay in contact and, and and you know check in with folks. You know, check in with folks. But uh, the art of starting over is not all about bad things. It's not all. It's not. A, it's not a bad experience all the time. Sometimes you need a fresh start. Sometimes going to another duty station is good. It's good for your career. It's good for your mental health. It's good for just your overall morale and outlook on life. Sometimes you can be in. A, sometimes you could be in a situation where you'll be stuck. You know, where you'll feel like you're stagnant at a place. You're stagnant with your friend group. You know, you need to you need to have a fresh start. You may have just got out of a toxic relationship. You may have, uh, you know, just had bad times in general at a location. And having a fresh start can just open your know, my phone off right now. It would it would just start going off. You um that fresh start can be exactly what you need. You know, it can jumpstart your career back up, you know, back on track. It can you can meet new friends who have more more like likeness or they are there they are more like-minded like you are you know who are you know progressing you know trying to get you to grow and um you know things like that you know new opportunities come with different locations you know, you know some some states have more opportunities for what you want to pursue personally you know uh so you know the the art of starting over it's it's not it's not it's not it's not necessarily focusing on the good and the bad It's more focusing on the the bigger outlook on starting over in general and this is reverting back to me you know me my personal experiences with the military i know a lot of people out there can relate to um it's it's all about it's all about how you look at it you know if you focus on the bad parts of starting over then you're gonna you're going to be stuck in that negative mindset. If you focus on the the only good parts, you know, of, of starting over, you're not realistic. You have to take the good with the bad and make the best of it. Take the good with the bad. You have to make the best of it. Make the best of it. I mean, you have to, like, realize, okay, I may not want to start over with friend groups, but I can make new great friends i may not want to go to a new unit but i can learn new skills to 
dump into my arsenal. You may have came from aviation and now you're going to a ground unit. So now you're going to learn more about small arms than rockets and stuff like that. You know, you may, you, you may, you may not even be doing your job at next unit, but you're still going to be learning something new. So, uh, I wanted to talk about this topic because, you know, um, this is my, in my army career, this is my second time starting over completely. And I'm just learning new things as I'm starting over. And I'm appreciating the good and the bad that comes with it because it's a lesson to be learned in everything that happens in life. And I am learning to to uh, to take every day preciously. Take every day preciously and to really embrace the challenge that's that's faced every day the mental the mental stronghold you know that loneliness can put on you but but let's channel that loneliness into working on myself focusing on me self-development uh exploring learning more about myself you know i'm 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 taking the challenge of oh i just came from aviation i don't know anything about ground units we'll learn about ground units you know dig into the books you know, ask questions, you know, be present, be engaged, you know, don't focus on the past because the past can't help you right now. And just and, and just move forward. And uh, and that's what I have for today. man. The art of starting over the art of starting over. I hope I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, this episode. Right, shout out to Martin, a.k.a. Marty Ali, because when we chopped it up. The other week about you know our, our two podcasts he has a podcast out too it is called uh last call for knowledge podcast you can you know get it on all streaming platforms we were chopping it up and he uh and he told me that he told me that his podcast is like therapy for him that's why he does it you know alone and you know this podcast was once you know driven by having guests but uh i think moving forward it's gonna be me you know, just talking about things that interest me and other other good ideas that I have for podcast episodes. And then if guests if guests happen to come, guests come. But uh, I'm gonna use this as just you know things to just get get my thoughts out pretty much, get my thoughts out, uh, try to inform a little bit, and uh, that's about it. Uh, also, also. Check out, uh, check out Martin Ali's book, The Last to Finish. You know, you can check out his, uh, you can get his book on his uh, website. Just go to his Instagram page, Marty, M-A-R-T-Y dot Jabbar, J-A-B-B-A-R, The Last to Finish. Um, shit, check out, uh, check out Yuck Clothing, uh, Keese's Clothing Line. I'll, I'll put the description in the bio. Um... And yeah, man, shout out to everybody doing something dope and creative and you know entrepreneurial. It's that's not even a word. But uh, you know, in that in that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, shout out to everybody. And uh, I didn't say this on my last episode, I forgot, but this is my little closing. Um it's a lot of money being made, it's a lot of money being lost. You know, which side of the fence are you on? I wish, I wish and I hope that you are on the right side and just remember create your own luck. 
you ever see a black man walk? It's like rhythm and meter got up off the page and decided to move and glide with spirit. You ever see a black man walk in the room, Mars Cole style, like keep tap dancing? I'm here. In those steps are messages, and you have to listen carefully. They trying to kill me. Stop searching. Frisk me. There are prayers in a black man's walk. Don't let them shoot me down where I'm standing. Don't let the white chalk lines find me. Don't let me die in the streets like an animal. I'm a man. I swear I'm a man. When a black man walks, a whole generation lives to see another day, another sunrise, another mouth to feed, another seed, another sacrifice saved, another poem, another hungry burning cross, another mother breathing in her son's ear. Move easy. <laughs> Keep your head down, boy. Don't matter if you're 16 or 60. When a black man walks, he is always hunted. He is always animal. He is always standing out like a living corpse. He smells like a KKK appetizer. Nuggets of his own flesh dipped in his own blood. When a black man walks, he often finds white women walking closely behind him. But you can't blame a white sister for liking the way a black man walks. She understands some things and is cool with the fact that her babies will have nappy hair, even though she will not know how to comb it. When a black man walks, wait for it. Listen to the orchestra playing beneath his feet. Pay attention to the vibrations when he walks in a room. See how many faces change to fear in the presence of a black man. See how many women hold their purse so tightly their fingers grow numb. See how many men hide their eyes wishing the darkness would go away. Maybe choke itself to death. That ugly two-third human being, that next-to-nothing black dot, that useless prison black spot. When a black man walks, every day he is like Jesus, paranoid of crucifixion. Every day he is like Trayvon, knowing that his hoodie had nothing to do with his last breath. If only bullets could kill racism, poverty, and the trauma of slavery. You pay attention when a black man walks. You listen when a black man walks. His feet have a mind of their own, a compass, a homing device. 400 years of directions. Find your way home safely. Don't let Jim Crow steal your soul. Don't let gentrification lose your memory. Don't let police brutality castrate you. Do what your mama said do. Run, run, run. When their teeth are already covered in blood, do what your mama said do. Run, run, run. When a black man walks, he ain't got time to walk. Death is always like black men are the easiest to find. They are the strongest but the most fragile. They are the calm and the storm. They die like they expect to. When a black man walks, think of it as a masterpiece, a beautiful song that you may only hear once. Cherish it. You may never hear it again. Because if you was in the civilian world making 55, that 25, 30 going to be gone on housing, insurance, and food. So you're in the same place you would be at, but you got your own spot. Doing less work, making more money. Are you feeling me? They got me on the Vibe Coast Baby Podcast.